Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1372, air date December 9th, 2023. Give me one moment. I'm waiting for the rock fin to catch up because it's always a couple of minutes behind. Um, not a couple of minutes. Not that slow. It's probably like 30 seconds or so. There we go. We are live on both platforms. Hello, everybody. Um, this is a uh, definitely uh, an interview that I'm glad to to be able to have a conversation. I'm here with 2024 presidential candidate Dr. Shiva. So, without further ado, Dr. Shiva, how are we doing? I'm doing good, Marcus. Sorry for the delay. Hope you're well. No worries. I am well. Um, we have a lot to uh, talk about, so we'll just hop right in. And one of the first things that I wanted to go into, because this is something that critics would always uh, first off an attack and they'll say, well, Dr. Shiva is not born here. And then there's that whole argument of uh, naturalized citizen versus natural born and citizen. And I would just kind of like for you to kind of start off and open up on that if you could. Yeah, it's a good question, Marcus. The opportunity of my running for president which I am doing as an independent. Uh, Marcus, it's a very uh, great opportunity for everyone to really ask what is citizenship and really start learning some history, which I know we're gonna talk about today. What is um, the meaning of uh, this concept of quote unquote natural born? All right, so let's go back to the basics. The articles, you know, which precede the Bill of Rights when they were put together and, and you know, 1787 and so on, um, the founders put a clause, I believe it's Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, or the other way around, Section 2, Article 1, Clause 5, um, has a very specific um, a set of phrases in there, what it defines the qualifications of president. It says someone has to be natural born, which they never defined, um, you know, 35 years of age and a certain residency requirement, all right? Now, here's the interesting thing. After they put that in, um, they, it, by the way, it also says only he can be president. Okay. So if you take that snapshot in 1787 and you go over to 2023 and you forgot everything that took place between that and all the different constitutional changes and Supreme Court rulings, you would say, oh, only he can be president, which means a woman cannot be president. Right. You would right. have to conclude that. Um well, that's not true, right? Because between that point and today, something called the 19th Amendment was passed, which applied the 14th Amendment for women and gave them equal protection, okay? So a lot of people who are ignorant, frankly, about this or don't um, live in a world where they actually study this stuff, believe what someone else is saying. And this is one of the unfortunate things we're living in right now with social media. Everyone simply believes what someone else says. They're not going and doing the original research. And this is a lazy mm -hmm. man's way out. So that's the first point. The second point is natural born was never defined. And to mm -hmm. give you that point, to make that very clear, several years after that was put in place, the legislature in Maryland deemed the Marquis de Lafayette, who was a French born citizen of France, who you know fought and helped the Americans fight the Revolutionary War, a Frenchman, who was mm -hmm. born in France, they said he's a natural born citizen. And they said all of his heirs and grandchildren and grandchildren, children, children can also be natural born citizen. OK, 
-hmm. All right. So again, you see there's confusion here. But the reality is there's three ways that the Constitution changes. One way is um, we have a constitutional convention. People get together and they change the Constitution. The other way is Congress wants to pass an amendment and they call upon the states to convene. Okay. The Mm -hmm. third way that people don't need to appreciate is over this time, the courts make many, many different rulings, okay? And these rulings literally define the reality of what something means today, okay? The other thing is we have things called amendments. 14th Mm -hmm. Amendment got passed, the Fifth Amendment, the Bill of Rights. The 14th Amendment is important because it has the Equal Protection Clause, which says you cannot discriminate between a naturalized citizen, which is what I am, and a natural-born citizen, period. It's over. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to talk about, okay? So if the United States wants to practice and the people in the United States truly want to be citizens, I have not not only is it do I have every right to run, which is what the FEC ruled in 2011, they clearly ruled in their opinion that a naturalized citizen can run for office and in fact collect donations. They can't get presidential matching donations, okay? We're not going to go there. But the reality is that the constitution makes it very clear you cannot have these two tiers of citizenship you can't have a two-tier system okay (laughs) and furthermore there have been enough supreme court rulings on this issue between natural born and naturalized saying you cannot have two different classes of citizens all right so this is very important to understand so not only can i run period but i can also be a, a, a the president of the united states what would be unconstitutional is to not allow me to become president, okay? Then you might as well say black people and white people are different. You might as well just say that, uh, you know, women can't also be president, okay? Now, the problem is people don't spend the time reading it. They don't time doing the work. They just believe what some fool says. Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't know what's really, they say, oh, I guess I can't run. Well, People need to understand we need to do the education. And to make this even more clear, I preemptively filed a declaratory lawsuit against Merrick Garland back in June, clearly telling the courts that Merrick Garland better inform all the secretaries of state, okay, that Mm -hmm. this is the rule of the land. Because remember, most of these government officials don't read the Constitution. Uh, They get into office because someone put them there. They're not that Mm -hmm. smart. Okay, but this is the rule and we will fight it all the way to the Supreme Court if they try to stop us, period. Yeah, yeah, I would throw in there. I mean, uh, going down that road, you can even say, you know what, a a naturalized birth would be through the uh, through the vaginal canal. And so anybody who had a C-section technically is not a natural. I mean, because you leave it open. And since it's not clearly defined. You know, you so I I felt like they opened a can of worms by by, you know, uh, well, I. I don't want to say can of worms. I say they left it to a point where since it's not defined, then you can't exclude. Right. You can't exclude. But the 14th Amendment and the Fifth Amendment at the federal level make has made it amply clear in many, many different rulings. Because there were examples where you had naturalized citizen had certain rights and natural born. And the court said you cannot have two tiers of citizenship. Yeah, true. So this has already been done. Okay. And then the issue. So once we get past that. Then we need to talk about what is citizenship? What mm-hmm. is citizenship at a very fundamental level? Is citizenship um, someone who flies in? People do this. They fly and have a baby and leave. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
is citizenship someone who lives in the United States and lives off the U.S. government, never does anything for this country, never produces anything, right? You see, there's some much more fundamental issues that my running brings up. What does it mean to be a true citizen? For that matter, well, yeah. well, good question, because technically you could say somebody who was, uh, let's say their parents were military, the kid was born in a foreign country, and they got out of the military, stayed in that foreign country, and they lived there, say, until the until uh, the child was a, an adult over the age of 35. They can come back into the States and then one six months just decide to run for president. And exactly. so you're saying that that person would have more rights than a person who yeah. came in through through um, through legal means. Through legal means has been here. I'm 60 years old, has been here mm -hmm. 53 years has contributed to this country, fought for this country in many, many major, you know, civil rights issues, battles, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, 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 you know, obviously, but more importantly, the courts have made it clear that a naturalized citizen cannot be differentiated between a natural-born citizen. And this is why it's very, very important for people to take the systems approach to understanding how the world operates, where you really start thinking, you say, you don't just look at one little piece, like everyone's taking that little clause, but they're forgetting everything else. It's like, true, right? You have blinders on. Um, what I'd like to do, you know, if John is listening, because I just have to do a quick task here as I've talked sure. to you, right? If John could just play our anthem video, which really gives people sort of the fundamentals of where I'm coming from, you know? In fact, maybe mm -hmm. John should just play the campaign video. John, can you do that? Because it'll give your audience an idea because you just asked about why I'm running. And I think it's a good point. John, can you play the campaign video? John will play it right now. I think, sure. I, oh, I think I can, I have to do it from here. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you just add it and I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. add it to the stage. So if people want to go to shivaforpresident.com, it's a very nice site because you really, um, there's many, many tools out there. So let me just add it here. And let me just share the screen and uh, people really understand what, this campaign is about. So I think you can see that, right? Yes. You have to add. Or let me okay. put it on the site. Yeah. So let me. I think one of the things I need to do is when I present this site, I let me stop sharing one second. I have to make sure the audio is turned on. Uh, yep, that's on. So let me go back I'll to this. Yeah. Well, the audio is on. So let me play this video to everyone listening. Given we just had this discussion, I think this is appropriate to talk about who am I, why am I running, what this is about. So let me play this campaign video. Here we go. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are Blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remain safe in their gated communities 
and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers, and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment across left and right. We were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage and putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remain silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day, millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shiva Duray, and I approve this message paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. So, Marcus, one of the important things about that video is anyone listening is one of the fundamental things everyone can do is they can go and get a bumper sticker. And the reason these bumper stickers are very, very valuable is because it's a way that someone can be an activist because most people work for a living. So I recommend people go here and you put the bumper sticker on the rear back window of your car and 100,000 people will get reached. And the other thing we want to talk about is when they go to the downloads, there's a very important flyer here, which really lays out, you know, why I'm running 
and why people need to recognize that in the United States right now, the lifespan of everyday people. So if you have a child today, your child's lifespan will be shorter than yours. And so this is not because of the vaccines. This is a result of many, many things, systems things that have been going on since 1980 based on policies that started in the 1960s and 70s. So there is no choice that people have anymore in terms of voting for the lesser of two evils, the Kennedys, the Trumps, all these people. We need a systems overhaul. We need to build a bottoms up movement. And then also on this flyer, it goes through very clearly, it lays out who the swarm is. I know we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And the right side of this flyer gives a solution. You know, the campaign video, why people need to become truth, freedom, health warriors. And then we invite people to come to our open houses every 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Thursdays. And we it's two sessions people can come to. And we go talking about the actual solutions that people can implement. Now, government is really not going to, frankly, do anything for you. If anything, they're going to stop you from doing what needs to be done. So anyway, so I hope people enjoyed that video. But I know you have a well, number of questions. No, I, I think it, I think it was very well done and very, very informational. So uh, um, excellent campaign video, um, uh, if, if I say so myself. And I appreciate the editing work because I know what it goes into uh, uh -huh. doing that. Um, I would, uh, and, and, and I want to thank, yeah, John did a great job on that. Yep. Great job, by the way, John. Um, I do definitely want to get into, um, and, and a little bit about the, the freedom health, um, um, uh, part of your campaign. Um, yeah, but that's the piece right here, truth, freedom, health, which is yes. really the foundations. You cannot have a real campaign, a real movement without the right framework. So mm -hmm. truth, freedom, health, there's no and there. They're all important because they're all yes. together. But go ahead. Yes. But I want to start with the truth part of it because the freedom health um, is some domestic policies. A lot of times, um, especially some of the things which you want to do as president will, I think, are a lot more feasible and obtainable than a lot of other uh, candidates, domestic policies, where there's a lot of things which you can just inform people on and they can make active changes in their lives to be able to better their own freedom and health. Um, but the truth aspect is, is something where if these people don't understand the truth of some of the situations and realities of what we're going through, then they'll have much difficult, a much more difficult time of trying to address these problems. Um, and I know that in particular, like one of my major focuses is always foreign policy, because this is typically where uh, uh, where the executive branch focuses most of their their attention, even though most people vote on the domestic stuff. The foreign policy is typically where we uh, where the presidents are going to do a lot of their a, a lot of their work. And so kind of just want you to lay in on especially the whole. Uh, Russia, Ukraine, China, um, China, Taiwan, uh, Israel, Palestine. I'll let you jump into whichever one of the topics you want to and, and handle it however you like. But how does these foreign policy issues, uh, how do they coalesce and, and, and deal with your image of foreign policy and the impact on the swarm dealing with the truth, freedom, health that, we're, that we all deal with? And the foreign policy aspect of all of these things, because they're all they're all tied together. They're all interconnected. I mean, perfect example, my dentist here in California, 
was able to tell me what part of the United States I grew up in. Get and, and two guesses, guess the city just by the fluoride um, damage to, to my teeth over the years. And so that shows that it's a systemic problem that is definitely known. And some of this truth <laughs> could, could lead to definitely changing our health. And it's all brought upon, it's all brought upon us by the swarm, as you call them. Yeah, so first of all, to those people listening, um, I've used the term the swarm, you just brought it up. I define the enemy in a very systematic way. Um, and I encourage everyone to go watch this so you don't get deluded by people trying to point the enemy at an individual, a particular religion, a particular race. So go to shatterthesworm.com and everyone can watch this 15 minute video. You're going to save 30, 40 years of your life so you don't chase your tail all day. So that's one thing. To your other point, Marcus, um, in terms of solutions, you know, all, you know, domestic and foreign are actually interrelated, right? You can't separate mm -hmm. them. Um, but mm -hmm. people go to our, um, every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., people go to Shiva for president slash town hall or vashiva.com slash orientation. They can sign up, but I actually give actual solutions. You've been, you know, if you come to the healthcare town hall, we tell teach you how you can take care of your immune system. The government ain't going to do anything for you. Let's just get that very clear. It's all corrupt. The presidency's corrupt. The legislature's corrupt. They're all corrupt, right? We are building a movement to empower people. To the extent I get elected president, guess what happens? We can do this a lot faster for more people. When we talk about the environment, we teach people why they should support local foods, right? Local-based foods, because it's a way you can eat better. Um, you drive down Main Street, wherever you are, you can't even find any good restaurants. You can't even find any food that's not polluted. It's quite a disgrace. Mm -hmm. When it comes to education, again, if you come to our town halls, we'll teach you how to think, okay? System thinking, innovation. We teach people how to innovate. Again, in one hour, we give you the principles. Governance, we talk about the fundamental issues that the Congress of the United States, the leaders in this country, all come from the same elite structure. The election fraud in this country begins by who they decide to make visible. Now, they have a problem with me and our campaign because about a half a billion people all over the world know we exist. We got it out. And now, because we go at the root cause of solutions and we're not corrupt, they have to forcibly try to make us invisible and it's backfiring on them. And then when it comes to the economy, yeah, I can talk about the Fed and we can talk about all Bitcoin and all whatever you want to talk about. But the reality is at the individual level, most people don't even know what a profit and loss statement is, you know, what a cash flow statement is, what a balance sheet is. They don't even know how to run their lives. And for that matter, you know, uh, live a life where they, no matter how much money they have, they still are doing well, right? So we teach people these fundamental elements. The government is not teaching you any of this. So it, it has become preeminent for us to do that. So that's sort of the background. So I encourage everyone to come to that. Now, having said that, let's talk a little bit about what you call foreign policy. Foreign policy and domestic policy are completely integrated. And why do I say that? The reason that the, the US foreign policy is driven by one, one fundamental um, aspect, and that aspect of foreign policy is to maintain the US government, the US elites as being the policemen of the world. By being the policemen of the world, the US gets to print as much money as it wants. You see, the US dollar is no longer backed by gold or even petroleum. It's backed by an aircraft carrier. It's backed by F-15s. 
is backed by nuclear weapons. So the United States foreign policy is directly connected to domestic policy because the elites in the United States are running an economy on fumes. Right. Great point. Great point. Sure that the small business people, there's no infrastructure in inner cities for poor whites or poor blacks, so they can't build themselves up. All they are doing is moving capital from one hand to another, literally from the Fed over to their bankers. And this and that's frankly run by people who want to support Zionism all day. Christian Zionists, Islamic Zionists, Hindu Zionists, you know, and Jewish Zionists, which are actually a minority in this. Yeah. Thing, OK. So Zionism policy of taking Palestine, occupying that land, making it their aircraft carrier to control the world, you know, um, be it NATO, uh, World Economic Forum, et cetera. This is where it's, if you get this concept that the United States dollar is actually back, behind that US dollar is a bunch of F-15 fighters, okay? And therefore US policy is driven by maintaining being the policeman of the world. So once that's clear, you'll see the connection between domestic and foreign policy. So every president of the United States is a Zionist, except I'm the first candidate who openly says I'm anti-Zionist. And mm -hmm. the first candidate to openly say that every other presidential candidate is a Zionist cocksucker. And I use those very, very harsh but direct terms to let people know that's the level of depravity that this country, the United States has become. That all of these people have to bow down to Zionism. Elon Musk, where Elon Musk begins, where government ends, nobody knows. He's got to go over and bow down to Netanyahu. Okay? Mm -hmm. He's got to bend over to him. Okay? When he got a little bit out of hand. That is the way the United States is being run. It is being, the United States itself is occupied. The United States is occupied by Zionists. So now I've just given you sort of the root cause. You see? When you take mm -hmm. a system approach, you don't bullshit around. You don't say, well, I'm going to do this. No, you get to the real issue. The real issue is that the Congress of the United States is owned by Zionists and foreign powers, and they're owned by Silicon Valley. This is why on November 16, 2018, and everyone should listen to this. Most people don't even know this. I was the first one to bring this out in 2020 in our lawsuit. The Congress of the United States, which was the first branch of government, which then gave rise to the second and third branches, had a very particular law that was passed that restricted Congress, which was called the First Amendment, which said Congress shall pass no law to bridge freedom of speech. Congress shall pass no law to bridge freedom of speech. Congress shall pass no law to bridge freedom of speech. On November 16, 2018, Congress passed a law to bridge freedom of speech. They passed something called the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Act, CISA, okay, which was unanimously voted by every member of Congress, everyone. And guess who signed it into law? Make America great again, Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> He's a, it, so the the right wing says, oh my God, the left is attacking us, Biden and da, da, da. No, the right wing, under a right wing administration is when all Democrats and Republicans signed a law which outwardly bullshitted people saying, oh, we have this law to protect foreign adversaries from attacking our cyber infrastructure. But it was actually a law that created the cyber infrastructure to surveil and silence every U.S. citizen. And I was the one who exposed that in federal court in 2020. Not Fucker Carlson, not Elon Musk, not the Twitter files I did. If anything, those guys actually concealed my findings and then gave the, the public a little version of it so they didn't have to expose the whole thing. It's called the limited hangout. It's deception. So mm -hmm. think about what I'm saying. Congress 
which, by the way, they're all Epstein in Congress. They all have Israel and <laughs> stuff on all of them. So they manipulate them. And by the way, 80, 90 percent of Congress gets money from the biggest Zionist lobby, APAC. So they're owned by Zionism. And then they're owned by Silicon Valley because they're owned. They force Congress, meaning willingly, mm -hmm. to create an infrastructure to all the social media companies so they can observe all the Americans and, and attack our free speech. The United Kingdom, the Atlantic Council was part of this, Mossad, all of them. Yeah, so yeah. if you're thinking that the Congress of the United States represents you, you're absolutely wrong. 65% of young people do not want to send weapons to Israel. 97% of the senators voted to send weapons to Israel. Okay? We do not have a representative democracy. We have a democracy for Zionists. We have a democracy for the swarm. We have the democracy for Jeff Bezos. It's bourgeois democracy. It's not democracy for the masses. And people should get this very clear. But on November 16, 2018, the First Amendment ended. Period. So you can see when they put me back on Twitter, and I was thrown off Twitter for exposing that infrastructure on February 2021. And when they put me back on, under this big aura, Elon Musk is going to save us. Bullshit. Elon Musk is part of the establishment. Every penny oh, yeah, yeah. he makes is from government. Okay? So therefore, when they put me back on, I said, Elon, make me your, you know, make me your CEO. That got... It went viral, 20 million views, news news stories came out on it. But after I said, Elon, are you going to remove that backdoor portal into Twitter? And I was relentless. My views went from a million views per day down to 10,000. You see, now they're doing a much different form of censorship. They put you back on. And I was telling this guy, Sneeko, it's like, you know, you're putting the field slaves. You know, Elon yeah. used to live in apartheid South Africa. Where are the field yeah. slaves, right? They make the house slaves think, oh, we got we got freedom of speech. The master is now helping us. Well, it's not true. Right? He wants field niggas like me back on so he can tell other people that everything's okay. Mm -hmm. it's all bullshit. He keeps me in a digital cage, and all of my views are then redirected to my opposition using predictive analytics. It's really disgraceful that myself, with all my credentials, with all the hard work I've done running for president, that the level of invisibility they do to me. But they have a problem because in 2020, half a billion people came to know about me, our movement. So now they're looking like fools and we keep attacking them. And we have a global movement, about a half a million people. And those people are waking up and they're saying, wait a minute, you have the obvious establishment, the Bushes and the, you know, the Clintons. And then you have this new deceptive establishment, Booby Kennedy, right? Donald Trump. Vivek the snake. They got people of all different colors. And yep. they're they exist to make sure that Dr. Shiva and his movement do not get exposed to them. And they literally copy my words. Literally copy them word for word, acting like they're anti-establishment. And that is where the real deception is now. But that's why my running for office, uh, you know, and our movement and the incredible people we have all over the world is devastating to them. Because they can't hide it. And the more they try to hide it, the more it exposes them. You see? So yep. the bottom line is the Congress does not represent the people. The courts don't rep represent the people. The presidency doesn't represent the people. It represents the 0.0001%. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
it's kind of funny you stole my um <laughs> my my question I was gonna throw in about the Epstein thing, how they they oh. outed Epstein and a portion of the people who he was using blackmail on, but not the whole thing. The it's same the thing with the Twitter files. It's called yeah. a limited hangout. It was a the technique developed by the CIA, and they have their limited hangout experts like Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. You know, they act, oh, my God, this guy exposed Snowden. Well, he puts Vivek the snake on, right? Mm -hmm. He concealed our lawsuit, okay? Same with fucker Carlson, who comes from a family of the intelligent agents. So everyone needs to wake the fuck up and realize that the level of deception are these people who never tell the truth at the right time. They delay truth purposely. They do what you just said, Marcus, do limited mm -hmm. hangouts. It is the difference between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, the difference between me and, and, and Gandhi, right? One group of people is anointed by the establishment to, to basically, quote, unquote, they hold a dog leash on those leaders. They own them versus mm -hmm. people like Malcolm and myself who came from below. We, we yeah. cannot be controlled. We're truly independent. And the only way to deal with people like us is to attempt to make us invisible. But it's failing yeah. because of the movement that we've created. And and, and I feel like the um and that's what happened with say uh, uh MLK and and um and a Martin as they start to wise up to what was going on, that's when they have to go. Well, and that's here, when they here, get them out of there. Here, here's a subtlety, you see, and we have to get this clear. So we get there's a lot of very interesting subtlety in that statement that you just said. The real revolutionary is Malcolm X over here. Very different than Martin Luther King. He could not be compromised. Martin Luther King was a highly compromised individual. Well, Southern, I'm saying started out compromised, and then he started to get yeah, a but, hold but of I'm it. Saying, but Malcolm was never compromised. Yeah, but I'm saying this is the important subtlety with MLK or the establishment chooses who it decides to put in the forefront as the leader of the masses, mm -hmm. you know, and who they decide to make celebrities. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Martin, Martin Luther King was doing orgies. He was banging on his wife. He was a cheater. Was you know, all the shit. So they had a lot of shit on him. So the Kennedys controlled him. And the entire march on Washington was orchestrated by SNCC and the Kennedys. They made him the I have the dream hero. Black people didn't care a fuck about the dream. They wanted real shit. And that's what people don't understand at the time. But anyway, Martin Luther King could be controlled. And he allowed himself to be controlled. But then when he wanted to get off their plantation later on in his life, they did a double whammy. They got rid of him and then they made him their martyr, you see? Mm -hmm. So people still are stuck to him as a real fighter. So you look at someone like a Russell Brand, complete scumbag of an individual. They promote him, promote him, promote him, make him like some hero. And then when he starts to get off their cage, then the same establishment very subtle, make him their hero as though he's a martyr. The guy was never fighting for us. He was always owned by them. He was not a principled human being. Yeah, he steps off the plantation, but you know what? They still want us connected to think Martin Luther King or Russell Brand were the epitome of our fighters, you see? And they want us to forget about Malcolm, okay? So this is very important to understand the subtlety. They use them when they need them. And if any one of them falls off the plantation, they don't just annihilate them. They still keep them around to make them these fake martyrs because they do not want us to really go to people, one of us, our own heroes. They still want us to be connected to the heroes that they choose. Mahalo yeah, because yeah, we, we don't. 
Yeah. Yeah, because we don't hear about the um the Kwame Torres. We don't hear about you know the the leaders of the Black Panther Party or any of their quotes. And we don't hear there's many leaders where or we get or certain leaders like you were going into Mahatma Gandhi. We'll hear a portion of what he said, but not the whole message. But sorry, going ahead. Well, well, Mahatma Gandhi was anointed by the British to transfer power from white men with crowns to brown men with white hats. There was a revolution brewing in India in the 1920s, and he was brought in to quiet that out, to create safety valve. You know, he was hijacked. He was brought in. Okay, mm -hmm. just like Nelson Mandela was in South Africa. There was a revolutionary movement building. Blacks and whites, by the way. And what they did was they put in Mandela. I had people that I know who were in prison with Mandela. He was considered one of the dopes. Okay, seriously. Anyone who gets promoted as leaders by the existing establishment is working for the establishment. So you have to, these are very fundamental principles. And we always have to go and look at the movements that are being built and what was done to press those movements. And this is why once we understand this dynamic, Marcus, it's very hard dynamic. But once you get it, that's when the world is going to change. Enough people get this. Look at the Kennedys. They make them like they're martyrs. These guys were fucking organized crime families. John yeah. F. Kennedy was a reckless individual, okay? He grew the CIA. They said, oh, why? He was fighting the CIA. He wanted to de-escalate the war in Vietnam. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Robert F. Kennedy, the father, gave a speech on the Senate floor demanding we escalate the war and support Lyndon Johnson. Right, booby fucking Kennedy. Go look at what he says on October seventh. Basically, let's go destroy Palestine. Okay, mm -hmm. so they make these people characters. They create controversy, so we think there are heroes. So they control the stage, and you got to unplug from that, and you have to really get to the central principle that nothing has changed in the world without truly organic bottoms up movements. And now what they do is they know. Our own heroes are going to come from below. So they create fake heroes. I mean, Vivek the Snake, I mean, the guy's a dope. I mean, he's a complete fool. They literally found a brown-skinned guy who repeats our stuff, and overnight they put him on media. You say? Well, he's a con man, so it's easier to grab a con man yes. to go in and fill their role. They, there you go. You nailed it, Marcus. That's what they do. These are full-time con men. And now they've created a, a whole flavors of them. Before they had, they just needed one. A Bernie mm -hmm. Sanders or an Al Sharpton, right? Or, mm -hmm. you know, now they have to have a bunch of them because we're hammering each one. They throw them up. And then if you notice on our tweets, we destroy them, our videos. Kennedy, we fucking ripped him to shreds. We actually mm -hmm. show who he is. Everyone had to be vaccinated coming to his home. He endorsed Hillary Clinton three times as pro Monsanto. There's massive mm -hmm. contradictions. But what they're relying on, Marcus, is that you will have no sense of self. You will have no principles. You'll say, well, I guess Booby had to do that. He's under a lot of pressure from his wife. He had to, he had to vax, he had mm -hmm. to check everyone. You know, they, they, they make people do all these head games. So it's one massive psychological operation that's being run. This is how the swarm 0.01% is maintaining control of 8 billion. It's not through money alone. It is through massive psychological operations of they tell us who our heroes are. Oh, this is your Messiah today. This is your Messiah now. This is your Messiah. But not one of your own, like Dr. Shiva. We're going to make him invisible. You say? Well, well, I I, I haven't heard you speak on um I haven't heard you speak on this uh this gentleman yet. And I kind of want you to because I Who's feel that? like 
um, Jank Ugard because I feel like he's trying to steal your argument. Um, and he's coming in as far as the, well, I should be able to run for president because, you know, I'm a natural born, uh, I'm a natural born citizen. Yeah, but and but think about this. I've been saying this for two years. Why, why am I not on any of those shows? You see? Mm -hmm. So what they are really doing is they're watching our movement. They're watching all the things I say, and they don't know what to do. So they're literally taking different personas of me and creating these different characters. Donald Trump, Booby fucking Kennedy on the health side, Vivek the Snake, Indian, brown skin, brown nosing, big pharma, brown noser guy, and now Sank Uger, right? So every, this, by the way, you have to recognize they know I know what they're up to. They know, fuck, this guy's got four degrees from MIT. Fuck, he studied political theory. Fuck, you know, he's figured all this out. And, and on top of it, they know I'm training people. So it's not relying on me. We're training millions of people all, every day all, all over the world. We're training leaders. They're like, shit, he's replicating himself. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck do we do? We have to go into fifth gear and we're going to create people because we need people stuck to us. You see, we don't need people to go inside their own understanding of who they are, have respect for themselves, which is what Dr. Shiva is teaching them, and build up their own movements. So they're fucked right now. This is why they're desperate. Look at all the GOP debates. They don't know who to choose, Marcus. Before it's, it was very it's, clear. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah. watching these, these debates, um, especially Nikki Haley, you know, well, all of them. herself what, so what, much what, for no, the no, Zionist but, agenda. No, 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 no. But see, that's easy. Any idiot can expose Nikki Haley. So all these grifters. Oh my God! Did you see Vivek expose Nikki Haley? A fucking slug could expose Nikki Haley. Yeah. You see? So they're creating this theater. Well, oh my God! It's, it's slime balls all exposing slime balls. I mean, it's kind of. That's what I'm trying to say. It's but hilarious. I'm saying to expose a major slime ball doesn't mean you're not a slime ball. In fact, you're the bigger slime ball because you're manipulating all these people to think you're fighting by exposing her when you're the one who went, who's against affirmative action and then you got an affirmative action scholarship while you had two million bucks in the bank. You're the one who went and had your mama redo useless data for a failed drug and take a company public and pump and dump it, okay? And you go on and on with this guy. It's, it's a disgrace. Who's a rip? At least Nikki Haley, like Malcolm X says, you know she's a wolf. She's going to come for your throat. This yeah. guy's coming from behind like a fox, right? Mm -hmm. Who's more dangerous? He is. Well, I, well, and then you can throw in a Chris Christie also, who's on the stage, who's just as dangerous. Because if you look at all, what he's done while he was in office as governor, and then he tries to do the oh Trump bad to to kind of calm all, people's look, nerves. All you need to do with these guys, Marcus, there's two litmus tests at minimum. I'm talking about the media and all these guys, okay? Mm -hmm. Do you suck Zionist cock? Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. it is it, it is that simple. It is uh, that simple. Why aren't you talking about Dr. Shiva? Why are you stealing? Why don't you put him on? Because you're a Zionist cocksucker. You see? You're part of the establishment. We have two very powerful ways now to see through this satanic set of people. It's, I keep saying it's very much like that movie that came out in the 70s where this guy finds these glasses and he puts them on and he suddenly starts seeing the devils in a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. These two questions I just showed you, write them down, everyone. Look at any of these quote-unquote leaders. Do they suck Zionist cock? Yes, they're not on your side. doesn't matter what the fuck they do. 
Forget anything they say that comes out of their mouth because they're trained bullshitters. Forget what they say. Watch what they've done and their history. Okay, they're Zionist cocksuckers and they've never fought for anyone in their lives. They come with silver, silver spoons. Then ask them, the media people, why aren't you putting Dr. Shiva on? Why not? You know about him. Half a billion people know about him. Why are you actively making invisible? Oh, he's not polling. Oh, why aren't you including him in your polls? You see, these two things, typically you people get confused. Wow, he said some really nice things. Everyone says nice shit, right? You go out on a date, someone's going to say nice shit to you, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. The issue is, what have they done throughout their whole lives? My entire life has been about fighting, creating, innovating, solving problems since I was a five-year-old kid. It's all out there in the open. What was their lives? Bullshitting, 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 making money without working, making money without working, making money without working, hanging around with Epstein or hanging around with Epstein's friends, right? Being a Zionist cocksucker. So look at that and forget what they say. And this is where the wisdom is going to come in. What have they done? Who are they? Um, there was a question here, and I figured that's a good question to ask you. It says, uh, can you ask Dr. Shiva what he thinks of the old MIT school, uh, Chomsky uh, slash Minsky? Um, and I was wondering, because uh, Hamza here was in uh, that Chomsky was uh, Shiva's teacher back in the day. So just wondering some of your thoughts on uh, Chomsky. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about this. Look, I didn't know about MIT until literally two weeks before I applied, and I went to an all-Zionist school. I was a number one student in that school. Wouldn't you think that the guy who invented email, who got 800 on his SATs, who won every mathematics exam, that these people would tell me about, why don't you apply to MIT? And by the way, I, you know, recently, um, my mother had scanned all my report cards that she gave to somebody and just found them. You can see, I've been working my butt off since I was a kid, all A's, excellent, excellent. You'll see that, okay? Now, don't you think that the guidance counselor say, hey, Shiva, you should apply to MIT, all right? Mm-hmm. But first of all, no one told me about him. I didn't even, I was going to go to a local school. In fact, I didn't even want to go to college. I wanted to create, I wanted to do design. It was just through a set of fortuitous circumstances. Someone told me about MIT. My mom and I helped these two homeless people. One of them had a friend. He brought in the MIT brochure. I decided to apply. I get in. I didn't actually want to go. I thought these people were crazy when I came to MIT. They looked like nuts. And I was into athletics, sports. Then my Jewish teacher who had the Holocaust thing on her arm. She was in the camps, believe it or not. She said, oh, you Mm -hmm. should go. My son's there. After I got in, they told me about how great MIT was. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that high school gets ratings. Oh, we got, we sent a guy to MIT. They're rated higher. So anyway, I came to MIT for Boston because I thought, oh, the city would be cool. And I was very interested in understanding systems. So one of my, and I didn't know who Chomsky was. I took a, did a research project with him. Because he was a guy who wrote a book called Manufacturing Consent in those days, right? Mm-hmm. And he directed me to books to learn about different things. Minsky, I didn't study with Minsky, but Minsky used to teach the AI course, okay? Now, Minsky went to Epstein's Island, okay? Which we found out recently. Chomsky mm-hmm. had Epstein do some re- uh, financing for him or move some money around for him. I don't think he went to his island. But the point is this. You know, I booed Chomsky off the stage once. I had run a big apartheid protest. You see, the liberal white elites never want you to build a revolutionary movement. They always want to massage it. And I had to throw Chomsky off the stage once, okay? Um, 
Now, Chomsky did some interesting work in universal grammar on linguistic theory, okay? And he wrote a couple of good books, you know? But here's a problem. All of these academics may expose the truth. That doesn't make you a full human being. Exposing the truth is only one part. But then building a movement, using that truth to change the world, that's the full human. So you can have people do action without truth. People do truth without action. But melding truth and action is what we do. That's a warrior scholar. That's the truth, right? So you'll find many people in academia, nice people, scumbags who do all this interesting analysis, how you're being fucked. It doesn't matter, right? And that's where Chomsky fits into. He'll do all this analysis, right? But he doesn't really want to build a movement. All right? And everyone needs to understand this. So a guy like me who did well in school, who busted his ass, these institutions are like uh, uh, scouts, okay, for like the baseball leagues. They're looking for guys like me. And I didn't realize this until probably about 10 years ago. I said, you know what? I did more for MIT than MIT did for me. I was already a product that they could bring there, put their label on, and then say, see, we have a great MIT graduate. Okay? So what these institutions are doing is they're finding great students like me, and then they try to compromise us. They try to, mm -hmm. they, they, they reward us with a lot of, you know, uh, achievements and you will get this. But I wasn't, I could, they, no, they couldn't buy me out. You see, I was on mm -hmm. a trajectory to be a professor there. Or when I went to Hollywood to hang out with that crowd. And when I went to India, I was recruited by the prime minister of India. But every place I went, because of my disdain for these people, I could never sell out because I hate these fucking people. Okay. <laughs> I understand that. You see, this is a problem that they had. So. Mm -hmm. I have been in these very interesting worlds with Chomsky, right, at MIT, met with Donald Trump, you know, know some of the biggest Hollywood actors, met with the Prime Minister of India. So think about this world I've been in, always mm -hmm. having access. If I just did this, I could be in their worlds and make billions of dollars, but I never could compromise. You say? Mm -hmm. But this is what makes me a serious problem for them, because guys like me are supposed to be bought. I'm supposed to be in their world. I'm supposed to be a professor. I'm supposed to be working for government on their behalf. They, they want to use my brain for their use. So intellectuals are a very interesting group of people. They teach us. We learn a lot. We understand things. And this weaponry of my mind can be used to subjugate human beings. Or, but I chose it. I wanted to liberate human beings. And that's been my journey. So our movement, Truth, Freedom, Health, is an innovation far bigger than the invention of email I did as important as what I'm doing with Cytosol, but it is an innovation for humankind. It is a infrastructure we've built that enables you, you to understand this dynamic so you don't wake up 50 years from now, Marcus, being in a world that's even worse. Mm -hmm. You say, I wanna be a revolutionary agent of change. And I have figured out, so you don't have to waste 20 years of your life. So you can spend a little bit of time, understand the dynamics, you see? Mm -hmm. so just like there's a book I have here, where it's called Control Systems Engineering, okay? This is a mm -hmm. field, okay, of engineering, okay? This took about 50 years to create this field. And now with this field, we build airplanes, we build all sorts of shit. Where is the field for revolution engineering? Well, that's the field I've created. Mm -hmm. Had Malcolm had that knowledge, he was starting to figure this shit out. But there is a science. There is a discipline. And that is what I've created. I've created a whole new discipline of science and engineering, systems health, 
how to use these same principles to understand your body as a system. And they're not going to teach you this because you will True. then be able to liberate yourself. But the elites learned this science. Mm -hmm. So think about what I'm saying. What I've brought to the world, like Prometheus bringing fire, is a body of knowledge that will sustain you independent of me. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. You're laying down some very, very strong points. Um, there's one question that uh, uh, I definitely, I'd probably even get in trouble if I didn't even ask this question. So I yeah. just have you on the record. Um, your stance on reparations. Yeah, it's a great question. Look, let us first. So um, the black misleaders, right? So there's mm -hmm. what's, what's happened in the black community is um, when the civil rights movement took place, there were the revolutionary leaders who wanted to really empower black people with a sense of pride, right? With a sense of nationalism, right? Progressive nationalism, not like the cultural nationalism that Marcus Garvey was saying, oh, okay, this America's fucked us. Let's go back to Liberia, you know, the good old days. And they actually screwed up Liberia. But this oh, yeah. concept, hey, look, we help build this country. We have a right to this country. We're going to fight for our rights. We have black power, black pride, right? And mm -hmm. in this very positive way. And as a part of that, we deserve infrastructure. You've stolen stuff from us. We deserve basic infrastructure. So we too can be at the same level playing field. That's all good. Mm -hmm. Now, that was a positive part in many ways, anti-colonial movements, okay? That's a good thing, okay? Where people rise up and they realize they've been under colonial rule and now we're gonna get our liberation. But that progressive movement forward was taken over by a bunch of Uncle Toms, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, right? And these people said, wow, yeah, black people are angry. Yeah, I'm going to use that, but not for liberating black people, but what I can get out of it. Okay. So when, if you look at, you know, even Malcolm's early part, there was a part of this black nationalism, you know, infrastructure, inner cities. After Malcolm goes to Mecca, he realizes, wait a minute, Elijah Muhammad was a not so obvious establishment. He's banging all these women, right? He's not even following his own things. But he goes to Mecca and realizes, wait a minute, people of all races are here. And that's when he gave a speech. He said, I believe there will ultimately be a clash between the oppressed and those who do the oppressing, but it will not be based on the color of the skin. Two weeks later, he was executed because Malcolm would have become a world leader for all people of the us working people versus them. So in that context, now let's talk about reparations. And I'll give you an example that I gave yesterday. In 1962-63 at MIT, there were only two black students at MIT. One of them was a woman, Shirley Jackson, who's now, I think, the president of Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. And she was delivering her dissertation to all these old white dudes, you know, and she threw it down. She said how disgraceful it was that I'm the only black person here among 8,000 people. So the next year, to appease her, they let in some black kids. And those black kids came from the inner cities. They weren't the bougie kids. There weren't Obama's kids, okay? <laughs> there were people from the inner cities. And those students said, you know, you've led us into MIT, so you guys look good, like you let in some black folk, but you know we're gonna fail after freshman year because we don't have the basic algebra training. We don't, you know, our school systems at the high school level, you let us in, right? But we're never gonna succeed. So they took over the faculty club, those students. They occupied it. And they laid out a hundred demands. 
And those demands were, hey, you will do quote unquote reparations, but their reparations was give us infrastructure, make sure we have tutors, do the things that should have been done in the inner cities, which is what the civil rights movement was originally about before the Kennedys put in Martin Luther King and he distracted it to something else, okay? So those students got those infrastructure things. And then you had the first set of graduates, engineers out of MIT, which never occurred before, Marcus. So mm -hmm. in my view, be it the real reparations is infrastructure. Infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. And all of these black fucking sellouts, Al Sharpton, big douchebag, they don't fight for that. He wants his private plane. You know, uh, the story goes, Jesse Jackson, when he was building the 1984 rainbow movement, you know, he gets everyone riled up, right? They get, oh, it's all acting. At the last minute, he took all those angry young people and he gave his votes to um, Walter Mondale, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're using the suffering of black people, using the suffering of the oppressed to project themselves, but ultimately it's about them. They sell out on the back end, you see? So mm -hmm. the issue of reparations is a real question, not of reparations, hey, give me money, give me money, give me money. But what are you going to do to give me the infrastructure that I need to be successful that you gave to all these you know, rich white kids or rich black kids now, right? Think about the kids who grow up in Weston, Massachusetts, you know, one of the wealthy neighborhoods here, right? Their parents, from the day they're born, they have it all set. They get they hit the birth lottery. Mama and Papa hire you consultants to write your essays, get you consultants, pay for you to take all the SAT classes. You have such a better advantage, right? And then you get into it. And your goal is to get you into Yale at MIT because when you get there, you're going to find your right mate. You're set, right? So the whole thing is prepared at that level. Now, you take a, a poor white or poor black kid in an inner city somewhere. He doesn't have any of that infrastructure. So poor, smart kids are never going to get access to this infrastructure and dumb, dumb, rich kids are. And that, by the way, those words are not mine. That was written by a Harvard professor who did the analysis. Okay. So we, so the real infrastructure, as my great grandfather said, is, I mean, the, the real wealth you can give someone is education and this infrastructure. You say, my grandfather was a poor village farmer. He had no shoes. You know, he had very few clothes. But if someone came and said, I need a book, he would figure out a way to get it for the child. So it is knowledge. It is infrastructure. Um, because, you know, people who just get money within, uh, you know, the whole thing of lottery, right? Mm -hmm. Within like, I think, what, 11 months, they're out of business. They're all bankrupt, right? But we must give infrastructure. And I, the reason I gave you that MIT example is that is the real reparations. And that quality of reparations, in many ways, you could apply it to the immense brutality that slavery did. But now you could start applying it to even a poor white working class kid. He grows up, he has, he's, because he was born into that poor white working class family, he has no equivalence to a, let's say, Obama's kids who grew up on Martha's Vineyard, right? Mm -hmm. They get everything. So yeah. the reality is, let's give people infrastructure, you know? But the other thing is mentoring. You know, when I used to teach this class at MIT, uh, we did this interesting research. It turns out you could take a bunch of kids who are given everything or given nothing. It doesn't matter which extreme. And you could look at the success of that kid. It always turns out 
if the child in any of those environments had a mentor, someone who really loved them. It could be a single mother, a single father, right? Or it could be somebody else. So I'm a big proponent that the advancement comes down to mentoring. People really care about that individual and the infrastructure. You got to have both. You can give all the infrastructure, but no one's giving them directions. They're sort of screwed. They don't know what to use. They don't get any direction in their lives. And this is where the real wealth is, Marcus. That somewhat- Oh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Because um, I just I wanted to ask the question because I look at reparations in myself in a multifaceted uh, way. Uh, it isn't all about cash payments, although I do support cash payments, but there does need to be, Who as you as you put it, um, uh, infrastructure. Who wouldn't want cash payments? Well, yeah, I look at it as a, as a debt owed. So yeah. if you well, extracted a dollar dollar wealth out of people, then and you owe it. And I'm not saying, and there's ways which I would do it. And we're not going to go into, this is, isn't about, this isn't about me. So I'm not going to go into like completely my yeah. views, but I do. I did want to say that I, I definitely am in support of what you talk about the infrastructure because that infrastructure. I mean, you could. Uh, what's the old uh, old saying? You can give a man fish and that feeds him for a day, or you can teach him to fish and he can be fed for a lifetime. And so I, I do, I, I do like what you're saying there about the infrastructure. Let me, let me tell you why this is important. You see a mm-hmm. lot of these politicians like Kennedy just grifting. Oh. I'm, I'm for reparations. The guy fucking doesn't give a crap about black people, right? He's a racist, mm-hmm. right? They don't, they're just saying what they need to say. So I could easily say, yes, Marcus, I'm for reparations. Yeah, let's give every black person $1 billion each. Oh, Dr. Shiva's for reparations. I'm bullshitting you. Yeah, mm-hmm. my view is from, from, we shouldn't be a country of birth lotteries. And I say this as someone who went through racism and the caste mm-hmm. system in India, which is far more brutal than just racism. The way mm-hmm. my parents made it out of that was there was a civil rights equivalent leader, a fighter, who said, you know what? My people don't get food. They don't, they don't get proper protein. And you, the upper caste racist scum would call these people dumb and stupid and all sorts of vile names. Right? Yeah, the untouchables. Oh, yeah, I know. Untouchables. And, that's, and you look, we are called untouchables. So think about the fact I represent truly the vast majority of human beings on this planet. And the fact that these people make me invisible, that's the racism. Mm-hmm. It's quite extraordinary that, I, that in spite of all the degrees, all the attachments, I'm still back on the fucking plantation, man. And at a very deep level that they have to make me invisible, put a cage around me because they know I'm the real deal. They know I'm the real revolutionary and they have to contain it. You see, this mm-hmm. is very dangerous for them. So when you look at that, how did my parents make it out of that? Because there was one leader who went to the root cause. He didn't tell the government, give us money. And by the way, the government, the quote unquote, the Uncle Toms of India, like the Al Sharptons who control government, oh, give us more money, give us more money. And all they're doing is subjugating their people. But what this guy did in the 60s in India, he said, look, you keep saying my people are stupid. The untouchables. He said, mm-hmm. how about we give them at least one good meal? high protein meal. So it develops them neurologically. And you see in one generation, people start becoming engineers and scientists, et cetera, out of the untouchables. And that's where my mom and my dad came out of, you see? Mm-hmm. So I, this issue of infrastructure is very real to me. So don't be misled by these white liberal bourgeois or these black opportunists. Oh yeah, I'm going to get your money, Marcus. I'm going to get you a check. You know, they got to, you know, they, they use the anger of the black people to misdirect people to get lottery tickets. 
is bullshit. The real mm -hmm. reparations is the individual building their brain. And, and by the way, people want reparations, come to our classroom, okay? We will teach you how to fight. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I just wanted to make sure that, like, on some of the issues that I know some people in my audience are going to 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 look into. Just want to get you uh, on the record on how you feel. And I honestly really respect how on each topic you've been able to speak at length and in detail on your viewpoint on it and in your solutions, whereas I feel most presidential can uh, candidates cannot do this. And I feel like if well, you I'm were elected, you would be probably the most analytical and thinking thought-provoking president that could actually add something versus just being a figurehead and a puppet like most of them well i pretty much say almost all of them have been throughout this country's history well marcus think about a daily day in my life it's five hours i go to bed around two wake up at seven enjoy what i do and if you look at you know i turned 60 on december 2nd what did I do the next day? I worked two days to file a federal lawsuit where I'm representing myself. So I know how to write legal briefs. How many of these presidential candidates even know the law or even articulate? They go pay millions of dollars to hire a lawyer. I've been in federal court in litigation and won. 90% of 99% of lawyers don't even go into the courtroom anymore. They strike deals in the back room. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. How many of these people have ever built companies bottoms up with no money? into $100 million companies. None of them. Mama yeah. and Papa gave Donald Trump, here's $200 million, son. Mama and Papa helped Vivek the snake, bullshit people, right? Mama and Papa bailed out Kennedy every time he got in trouble. I didn't have those fucking luxuries. I had to stay, I couldn't fuck around. I can do ridiculous stuff. I had to work hard, like everyday other people we, we do, okay? And in my background, a low caste Indian untouchable with my skin color, my mother said, white kid gets or white kid gets a, a C, you're going to have to get an A plus to get an A. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have always grown up as the underdog and still am. Mm -hmm. So anyone talking about reparations understand this, that I still go through that journey. And if you want to add the reparations that my people should get for the centuries of being treated as untouchables, I don't even think you could put a dollar value on that. So mm -hmm. my reparations is fighting. My reparations is having this discussion with you, whether it's white, black, anyone who wants to unite to smash these guys who don't give a fuck about us and they don't play the game fairly. They oh. have it all stacked in their favor. And we need to expropriate them of that to bring them down a baseline. So they, and they, you think Kennedy can survive without all of his shit or Trump can survive? They can't. No. no fucking way. None of well, them I don't I don't think any of them could. <laughs> What's that? I don't think any of them could. I mean exactly. pretty much all of them outside of maybe Cornell West could probably live well, a normal look, life. <laughs> yeah, Cornell, you know, says some good stuff, but he's like the jack in the box they bring out every once in a while. So they so they can feel, oh yeah, we got a radical, we got the black radical over here. But, you know, which he's a tamed, a very tamed and controlled he's radical. A very tamed. You know, he was supporting. It took him seventy years to realize Bernie was not on his side, and he just figured that out this year. Come on. Well, that, and and that's what I told people. I said, um, I have more respect for him when he did not run 
Um, because I, I, and what I said is, I said, I honestly feel Cornell West, um, uh, RFK Jr. And, um, uh, who else was it? Marion Williamson. They are just put out there so that they can be the sheep herders to fill in the void of the lost Bernie supporters. And what you, you see it. with a Vivek and, and all these other people, they're meant to take up the people who might be more independent or maybe lean a little bit towards libertarian or to the right voters. And so it, it's getting sheep herders out there to take, to, to take the top off the anger and frustration of the people who feel like they're not being represented. And then what they do is after all that is kind of controlled and it, and it also occupies you from, protesting at a Biden rally or protesting against a Trump or, and, and, and then after the, after the primaries are over, you know, you've done all your fighting, you've donated all your, well, wasted all your money. And then it gets down to, well, I got to fight this side or that side, the binary choice, the lesser two evils, which, okay. It's saying, do you want to be shot or stabbed? Neither one is good. in Many of the populace haven't come to the realization that both are bad possibilities. Do will we have been better off with Trump? Not necessarily. Will we have been better off with Biden? No, obviously. So either either way, they're screwing you, and we're continuously going down the same trajectory, right. regardless. So, so Marcus, excellent analysis, you know, and that's why look at what this flyer says. Mm -hmm. Now we had to make our messaging very tight, right? Yeah, the messaging is very simple. It doesn't matter what you think anymore. Look at the performance of these lesser of two evils are killing your children, period. Mm -hmm. The lifespan is going down. And it's not something that happened yesterday. It's been happening since 1980. So this is a very powerful statement. The other thing, Marcus, that people need to recognize is that the movement, the infrastructure that I've put in place and that we've put in place, you see, typically it's been the obvious establishment. And then, like you said, the shepherders, I call them the not so obvious establishment. And every mm -hmm. recurrent cycle, they find these actors, push them out there, blah, blah, blah. They talk all this shit. And, oh, my God. Can you believe Vivek said that? Oh, my God. Trump really gave it to him. Wow. You mm -hmm. know, it's like they're watching a stupid match. And these are the shepherders. But rarely, never in history, except individually, have has there been a revolutionary force which calls out this and this in a systematic way. And it's training other people to call this out. Think about what I'm saying. It may be one, mm -hmm. you say one thing and it goes out into the ether, but we are organizing that movement in the larger context of understanding this dynamic. And there is a science to this. There is a science why they create these people. And at the Kennedy School of Government, this is a very organized, conscious science. They have mm -hmm. data, they're saying, fuck, Black people are moving in direction of Dr. Shiva. Let's guy. Let's find a black guy. Let's bring two guys in: Cornell West and Vivek. Okay, we got now people going over there. Ooh, wow! All the people into health and yoga are you know are following Dr. Shiva. Let's create you know push Kennedy, right? This is actively being done, and now they can do it better than before. It's the right mm -hmm. shepherder for the right person to manipulate them in the right way. Before mm -hmm. they just use one blob. You say, yeah, Bernie Sanders or. Or, uh, or, or or Obama before that. Yes, but now they realize that they can personalize the sheep herder. Okay, we have yes. this sheep herder for this segment. We have this sheep herder for this segment. You say, 
And that is a sophistication. The problem is we are training many people to kill the sheep herder. Mm -hmm. We're training many people to burn all these sheep herders. And there is a science we're doing to do that, right? We're saying, hey, look, the way you expose a sheep herders, what is, what is his talk and what is his walk? Mm -hmm. And furthermore, expose that to people, articulate to people that this sheep herder called Booby fucking Kennedy has nothing to do with medical freedom. He vaccinated all his children. He made sure people were vaccinated when they came to their home. He made sure everyone wore masks. He supported lockdowns. And then out of that knowledge, some people are like, holy shit, he's absolutely right. I can't deal with this, right? He's right. Mm -hmm. And other people are like, I get it. And I want to now learn how to change it. And that's around 20%. But that's all we need. A lot of people are like, oh, I, yeah, he's he's that way. But he says a lot of good things. I, 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 I can't because their own their own slavery, their own fear of the fact that they will have to do something now. They will have to get off their ass. They can't outsource their future to these morons. That's too scary for about 30 percent of them. And the 50 percent are watching which way the wind blows. You see what I just yeah. shared. With you, that is a dynamic. You learn it. Others learn it. We can educate others. So mm -hmm. this is a knowledge, Marcus, and it's not going to happen overnight. But the cool mm -hmm. thing is our movement, Truth, Freedom, and Health exists. We're educating people. We're like creating millions of Malcolm X's now. That's what we're really doing. You see? Mm -hmm. And that is very powerful. And that has never occurred before in humanity. Right? So it's exciting. And, it, you know, to me, it's really exciting the way you articulated that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and this is why people need to join forces as they get this. And they need to hone their knowledge. Some people get mm -hmm. something else, but they don't have the core body of knowledge. So if you could probably learn some of control systems engineering on your own. But when you get the training, you really get it. Some people, one mm -hmm. day they'll play a great song because they learn they have a good ear. They'll do one hit. You ever see all these musicians, one hit, and you don't hear about them? Yeah. The guy who has talent and gets training, man, they'll do hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And that's what we are doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't I don't want to hold you too much longer. Although yeah. for me, I would keep you as long as Let's I could. Let's say one more okay. question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll do one more question. And then and, and then, um, you know, I'll have you like explain all the ways that everybody can get a hold of you, your website one more time and everything. Um, lastly, um, I would ask, say, say you you're able to win, uh, win your court cases. And you are elected in the office. Great day. Um, what would be your hundred days? Your first hundred days. What would that look like? What would be the things which you would um, prioritize as the things that you would um, seek to institute and start start getting done? Because those first hundred days are like key to establishing um, what you're going to get done. Because a lot of times, certain certain policies that are put in. Now, granted, your 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 candidate, I mean, your presidency could be different, whereas it can be an active presidency where there's multiple things getting accomplished past that hundred days. But a lot of times most presidents get that one one or two bites at the apple to kind of get a lot of their legislation within that first term. And then there's all the fighting because then you got the Senate who, you know, they're all caught up behind all the people which they're in bed with and and corrupted by and so they're worried about their re-election so a lot of times you only get that you get that little first one or two little bites and strong policies that you can get through 
uh, so I, I guess I'll ask, what would be like your first hundred days and your first uh, priorities in order the things you would try to get done? Yeah. So Marcus, you have to understand every day we make massive, you know, movements forward, you know, every day mm -hmm. right now, the way our movement's growing. Um, so we have to decide what we measure success as. Okay. First, success is measured by one Marcus Cage, understanding this dynamic of oppression and how to overcome it. One person getting that, really getting it. The left, all everything we've just discussed right up until this point in this conversation. Mm -hmm. now imagine 10,000 people understand that dynamic. Now imagine 100,000 people. It's pretty much, now I don't have to do anything because you've created what I call a rising of consciousness like never is, imagine 100,000 Malcolm X's on the planet. Just think, just envision that. It's over for them, right? You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Because throughout humanity, there's typically one or two enlightened souls at a certain point, and then typically they get assassinated or executed if they get too problematic, right? Or bought but, off and corrupted. <laughs> bought off, yeah, but but if you the, the the range of people we're talking about, they can't be bought off and corrupted because it's embedded True. into the knowledge. Okay? I hear you. So to me, that's the success because once it's like you have um, a, a, a stillness of a pot of water that's still. I don't have to drop one big stone to get it moving one stone here one pebble here and the whole thing creates a standing wave and that's called a revolution so i and this comes from system science so you see what i just explained to you is a physical material way that change occurs in every aspect of your body okay you want to change your body it's not just oh i'm just going to eat well today or i'm just going to go work out you have to do enough little things and then you create a wave it's not mm -hmm. just oh i'm just going to eat or i i just did your you got to do enough of those things, okay? So that's what I'm. So that's the first principle. Now, if that's clear, we measure success by how many people we can influence to raise their consciousness. Now, my becoming president would be a revolutionary event. Would you not agree? Yeah. Would, oh, it, definitely. It would be a hundred days that shook the world. Now, that event would be a serious wave of consciousness, right? The thing that got us into that point would mean that the only way a guy like me would win in the United States, we had, let's say, 100,000 Marcuses who get this, or 100,000 Truth, Freedom, Help Warriors, as we call them. Mm -hmm. If we've done that to that point, do you understand it's over for these guys? Okay. Yeah. Now, physically being in the presidency, what would I do different? <clears throat> and I've said this before, we know the judiciary is corrupt. We know the Congress is corrupt. We know the presidency is corrupt. The whole executive office is corrupt, right? So my coming into that environment, how would that change? Well, what would I do? Well, the first thing I would do, Marcus, I would probably do a podcast like this with you, first day. Okay. Why, why should I do anything different? But instead of having, you know, 100, 200, we'd have maybe a billion people on. Mm -hmm. And what would we do in that first day? We would talk about exactly what I'm talking about right now. I'm not going to change myself. Oh, no. No, we would say, look, we need to build a movement. It is a force of the individual. It is you need to take care of this. I am the president. I'm surrounded by a bunch of snakes here. I'm glad I'm here, but I'm going to use this bully pulpit to pound away at billions of people why they need to rise up and they need to mm -hmm. raise their consciousness. What would I do day two? I would take out the swarm video. I go, okay, let's understand the swarm today. Okay. 
Day three, let's talk about, let's do a video on explaining to you how the climate scam stuff is nonsense, okay? And what you must do at the local levels. Let's talk about the environment. I would create, use my position to create such a wave that they're all going to be fucked, okay? Because everyone's going to be saying, hey, you congressman, Dr. Shiva told me this, this, and this. Doc. It's going to be a wave. Think about the damage we're doing to these people today. And that is what a president is supposed to do. You're supposed to be the person of the highest caliber, the highest standards, ability to articulate vision, educate people. You're supposed to be the wise man in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. And educating masses of people. To me, that is what a presidency is. And that's what the founders were at one time. Look, go look at Franklin. He could fix things. He could make printing. Pre I mean, he could do anything. And mm -hmm. he did politics. Look at these clowns today. So my becoming president would be like, what the fuck? That's what a president looks like. Feels mm -hmm. like that is a leader. And he came from us, an untouchable, you know, grew up in New Jersey among everyday white folk and black folk. He's one of us. Now think about the inspiration that would give every person, Marcus, to not to raise their standard. Like, why the fuck am I following Donald Trump? He sells me MAGA hats and then he puts in John Bolton. He talks a bunch of shit and then he moves Jerusalem over here for the Zionists. It, the, the, the level, it's like if you've ever eaten really good food and then you're eating crap, you go, holy shit, that's what good food tastes like. You know, when, when I went to the Rijksmuseum or the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam when I, many years ago, if you're in the hotel room before I went, you see all these pictures on the wall, and then you go to the Rijksmuseum, you go, holy shit. You see the difference between the quality of art. So if you're feeding people shit all day, and then you feed people great food, they're never going to want this again. And that is what our movement represents. They go, wow, there's a guy like this. He's one of us. Look at look at the people around his movement. They're incredible people, plumbers, electricians, surgeons, farmers, right? Students. And they are all understanding. They're very bright people. Why the fuck am I even dealing with these morons in the GOP debate? Like, you see what I'm saying? They're, they're feeding people like McDonald's crap, and they don't want to feed people a nice grass-fed piece of steak, okay? And they get you used to this crap. And that is what I would do. So the first 100 days, it would be video after video after video after video. I mean, no, nothing's going to change. We just go, we go, we go to war against them. That's not what Trump did. Oh, I'm going to yeah. bring uh, Rex, you know, Bolton in. Come on, you brought in the fucking imperialists. Yeah, I mean, I I, I completely agree because I mean, part of part of one of the things I do, um, like on my other channel and my ministry work, um, it's about trying to bring truth um like and i believe that our weapons of war are not carnal so through you know us understanding the like you said the systems and the whole aspect of what's going on i mean the consciousness or of walking out of you know plato's cave as we walk out of that cave that's when you can truly actually start to get things done until you walk out of that cave exactly yeah we're still going to be stuck in the same uh conundrum um, but yes, I, I thank you. I mean, oh, it's sorry, sorry. It's a movement of consciousness, Marcus. Um, you know, there's a story about the hundredth monkey. One monkey learns how to crack a coconut here. Literally halfway around the world, another monkey learns it. And then halfway, there's a information, matter, and energy. We don't understand the dynamics are very closely connected. Mm -hmm. 
when you move your consciousness here, it's not just you. Believe it or not, it sends a wave out to millions of other people. That's why you don't, we don't, I don't want to waste my time talking to morons who want to jack off Trump all day. Go do yeah. that. You want to wear five masks here. We don't, don't argue with these people. Go find others who understand this. And that is the institution. That is the movement that we've created. So you don't feel alone. You don't feel the world sucks. And that's what they want you to do. Wow. I went to the open house on Thursday at 11. I met blah, 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 blah. I have friends now. They get it. And they get it at a deep level. They're not at some surface level of compromising. And that mm -hmm. is what we're creating. That is what our campaign's about. So how can people help? We got to make this easy because most of us work for a living, right? Yeah, yeah. Number one, you know, we don't have the luxury of hanging, you know. Number one, simple activism. Go to Shiva, numeral four, president.com, pay five bucks. And notice I haven't asked for money once throughout this conversation. And get one of these bumper stickers. Why is this important? A hundred thousand people see these. It's offline. It's not on their media. It's on your car, back rear window. Very important. Put it in the lower left corner. A hundred thousand people see it. You're doing very, a couple of things here. First of all, you're making a decision. You're saying, I don't give a fuck what you think. Let, you know, I got to vote for the lesser of two evils. This guy has principles. I don't have to compromise. It's, it's not about winning or losing. I'm winning by doing this, right? Number one. Number two, people should go to Shiva for president, download that flyer. That's another level of activism. And you share that with people, print them on a black and white printer. Say, hey, look, this is what I learned over the last 60 years. The lifespan is going down. How can you say that you should support any of these fools? I mean, if you hired a sales guy and he works for 40 years and he's not producing any sales, you're going to keep him? If you hire someone who keeps killing, if you hire a doctor and you look at history, oh, I see every person you've got, you're killing them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You, you would say that hospital needs to go. The doctor needs. We need a freaking systems overhaul. Don't talk to me about the lesser of two evils. That's oh, what. Can can I sneak one quick question in yeah. there? Because um, somebody asked. Because um, I thought it was an amazing question. Who will be your vice president? So my vice president is a woman called Crystal Ellis. She's a mom. She's a hard worker. She's gone through our movement bottoms up. Uh, you know, she's built her own company. She can, she's um, you can, she's out of Nebraska, good old Midwest. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I just and, wanted to I just wanted and, to sneak and, that and in. That see, way we can research. You, that you way will, we you can do our see, research. You will see shortly. I'll also be putting up our whole cabinet. Okay. Oh, cabinet. okay. That'll okay. be on your website soon. Okay. Yes. Cool. And any one of you who want to apply for a cabinet, you can go to shivaforpresident.com and send me an email. Our cabinet will be made up of people who actually have skills. Like imagine having someone who actually knows how power plants work, actually knows, you know, um, how to balance, you know, a statement, right? Imagine having people who actually understand um, medicine at a deep level, all right? All the appointments of cabinets are people who gave the most amount of money. I don't know if people know this. That's how it works. Oh, I got, I remember someone telling me, oh, I'm going to donate X to blah, blah, blah. And he's going to make me ambassador. It is not based on qualifications. Same old stuff, same old caste system, birth lottery. You get these positions. So our campaign will reflect the fact it is by the working people for the working people. 
Okay. It's not like, oh, well, I'm going to get this person's name because they have a big name. No, that is going backward. It is about people who do the work. It's based on meritocracy. I like that. I like that. Definitely. Yeah. But, so, but sorry, but sorry, sorry for interrupting. I just no, wanted so to get that. In. Number one, a great action. question. I'm very much into action. Go get a bumper sticker. Number two, download. These are things you can do right now, educating people. Number three, become a volunteer. We need to get on the ballot, Marcus, in every state. Go to Sheba for president, volunteer. If you want to give money, by the way, if you give me money, I actually give you tons of books, stuff, courses. Trump is like, give me money, give me money. I need money. Isn't it incredible? The richest people are begging to the poorest people for money. Shouldn't mm -hmm. they be giving something? I mean, think about this. These guys are the level of parasitism. These people are. It's, it's, and the fact that a guy only has $400 in his bank account takes 200 of that and gives it to Trump or Kennedy or, or any of these people. It's incredible. You, yeah. you, it's the level of psychological enslavement that they've done for someone to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Third, and this is everyone go to truth, freedom, health, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. become a warrior scholar. So you don't waste 20, 30 years of your life. You understand that it's a university, it's a community, but you will understand. And then the next thing is come to our open houses. You get to meet people, you learn stuff, but you will not, you will not feel alone. Okay. And that's the bottom line. And I want to end Marcus, if I can play uh -huh. one, one last video. Um, sure. So people go to truthfreedomhealth.com. There's two very powerful videos that everyone, I'm, I'm not going to play the long one, but let me share this with you. The long one, which you've already seen, Marcus, is the, is the, um, is a video on the swarm. If you go here, right on the top is a swarm video. Oh, For God's sake, sit with your family, spend 15 minutes. It took me 50 years to do that video. And then this video will really tell you what our movement is. And let me play for you, Marcus, and I'll come right back. All right. Here we go. Okay. Oh, are you able to see it on the screen? Because I'm sorry, but I just, my screen oh. just froze. Hold on, let me see. So I'm not sure if it's sharing or not. Oh, you got to share it. Crap. It looks oh, like my stop. screen is frozen. Oh, let me stop. Let me stop, Marcus. Marcus, can you hear me? I guess we lost Marcus. I'm going to stream it for everyone else, and Marcus probably will join us to everyone listening. So let me just play this for everyone. So everyone, uh, everyone listening, I think um, Marcus has lost. Oh, are you back, Marcus? I think Marcus is back. So Marcus had something with his video. Um, but to everyone listening out there, I just want to say thank you very much. Everyone go get one of these bumper stickers at drshivaforpresident.com. Shiva Download the flyer. Volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. As I check out on our stream, John will play our anthem video. Um, thank you very much. Um, Marcus, be well, be the light. Thank you.
We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal right. is you will well, have um, a homogenized world it, where uh, we will become slaves. Up. Because um, there is a condition among the elites is, uh, that left. really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth which is science and without freedom you can't really get to truth and without truth you make up fake problems and fake solutions which means you destroy our health and without health which is the infrastructure of us and our body you can't fight for freedom truth freedom health third concept is it has to be bottoms up working people people who work uniting and what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite that must be communist Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. 
we need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com.